0: Today, as we have said earlier, is our one day in the two-year church cycle where we hear from the letter to Philemon. This is a letter that we are pretty sure was written by St. Paul, but it's quite short. And it's only 23 verses long, but the church in its mercy has given us less than that. So we start in the middle. So if you don't know the story of the first six verses, let me catch you up. This is written to a man named Philemon, who is a member of of the Christian community in the city of Colossae. And Paul is writing this from in prison somewhere else. And a slave of Philemon named Onesimus has come to Paul. He's run away from Philemon. And while he is with Paul, he becomes a Christian. And now Onesimus is returning to Philemon, and he has this letter from St. Paul. Many, many people have used this letter to argue about what St. Paul believed about the institution of slavery, and both sides of debates have used this letter inconclusively. (laughs) St. Paul's writings on slavery are much clearer in some of his other letters, and that debate has really masked the main point, the beautiful point of this letter, which is about reconciliation and about how Christians should treat one another. And we will reflect on that a little bit as we celebrate our saint of the day, St. Albert the Great. St. Albert the Great was what we would call a Renaissance man. He studied a wide range of subjects, including logic, theology, botany, geography, astronomy, astrology, mineralogy, chemistry, zoology, and physiology, just to name a few. So he might be a good patron saint for anybody who might have some exams coming up. He's called the universal doctor of the church because basically he was an expert in everything. And what's really remarkable is that he was a Renaissance man hundreds of years before the Renaissance. Albert showed that science and religion could be in harmony with one another. He conducted his own scientific experiments. He was the one who made Aristotle available to the Western Europe. Really, Aristotle was not known until Albert wrote about it. And interestingly enough, being centuries ahead of his time, he wrote commentaries on the writings of the great Muslim scholars, such as Avicenna, and so he also introduced the Western Europe to a lot of Muslim writers. Albert had regard for all kinds of disciplines and all kinds of scholars in a way that's sort of similar to the regard that Paul told Philemon to show Onesimus. And let us remember that even though the letter to Philemon is the one letter of Paul, authentic letter of Paul, that's written to an individual, it was probably read aloud to a community in Colossus. And so it would have been difficult for Philemon to ignore this advice. And this regard that Albert showed for these disciplines and scholars, had great consequences for all of us. Because Albert exposed all of his pupils in the Dominicans to this breadth of knowledge. And one of his pupils was Thomas Aquinas, who is probably the most influential theologian of the second millennium. And without Albert, our theology would probably be lacking in its breadth and regard for so many things.